0: These days, it seems like everyone's a movie critic, but sometimes when we listen to the critics, we miss out on the joys to be found in watching bad films. That's where we come in. In Defense Of is a movie podcast where we watch universally panned movies on purpose and challenge ourselves to focus on the positive and redeeming qualities of those films. Maybe it's the music, cinematography, acting, or just some unintentional humor. Sometimes, it will be really easy, especially if we already like the film in question. But other times, it's going to be really, really hard. Either way, we're bound and determined to find something worth liking, and might even learn a thing or two along the way. So take off your cynic pants and buckle your seatbelts. In this episode, we play devil's advocate in defense of 1995's Waterworld. Hello and welcome to In Defense Of. Today we're going to look at Waterworld and tell you why you should actually really like this movie. Um, I have my guest with me, Aaron. Welcome to the show. Hello. (laughs) Um, So Aaron, Waterworld. This movie currently sits on Rotten Tomatoes at 44%. Um, The audience score is 43%. At the time that this movie came out, it was the most expensive movie ever made, and it's considered to be one of the biggest box office disasters in the history of cinema. Now, that being said, what was your first experience watching Waterworld?
1: Okay, so I think I had to be I had to be real ro- young, like right around in that ten or eleven uh, age. And I remember here in Canada, we had a channel called A Channel. And every Friday night, they would do like a, a movie night that they would watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just remember like browsing the old tube TV and this movie came <laughs> on and just being like, wow, this
0: is amazing.
1: <laughs> this is a world of water.
0: Yeah. It's the most and, like, literal movie title ever. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I just I just remember watching it as like a young kid and just being... Like, so amazed by it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie is truly, truly nuts. Um, I remember I went and saw it in the theaters with my dad in Vancouver, and I was like, I was a little kid, because this came out in 1995, and this was like a four, I think it was like 14A when it came out. So, this was like a pretty edgy film. Um, and I remember my dad took me. Um, and he didn't like it very much. And then, so when we got back to, we stayed with my grandma, we got back to my grandma's apartment and my mom asked, so how was your time with dad? And I thought in my like kid brain was like referring to the movie and I was like, eh, it wasn't that good. (laughs) And then she got really mad because she thought that I was like bashing my time spent with my dad. Um, but it wasn't until years later that I rewatched this and was absolutely blown away by it. Um, this movie, if you've seen, basically, Aaron, would you say it's fair to say, like, if you've seen like Mad Max, you've basically seen Waterworld?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Like a water version of Mad Max. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, the, the guy who wrote it, uh, uh, he cited Mad Max to the World Warrior as a major inspiration and it's Probably the, the first thing, like, I think of when I think of Waterworld is just, like, the stunts and how, like, insane everything is. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, this movie wasn't shot on a backlot. It was actually shot on the ocean. Like, mm-hmm. everything you see is actually on the ocean.
1: Yeah, I was actually wondering that because, like, some of them, yeah, so the scenes are just all stunning in this movie.
0: Yeah, they build, like, that entire that entire set um that uh to call it that that city that they have is an was an actual practical set, mm-hmm. and at one point in time during production, the whole thing sunk and had to be re <laughs> like they had to shore up the entire thing again, so the budget oh, wow. of this film went from like a hundred million to almost two hundred million, and yeah, that's like how much they make like transformers movies for these days, so it's like in nineteen ninety five that's insane right so mm-hmm, yeah. yeah so the um apparently um i don't know where to start here what's a good place to start i guess we can probably start with kevin costner
1: what who, about do you do you know what people like specifically hate about this movie
0: so most of it centers around like kevin costner himself and his performance yeah because i think okay. they kind of misunderstand his character Yeah, and they thought he was wooden and that he was too stoic and unlikable and all that kind of stuff. Like, and, Uh, and also to do with like the pacing and the plot, because somewhere out there, there's like a three or four hour version of this movie. Um, yeah, I guess what had happened was Kevin Costner was apparently like a nightmare to work with and, and, and had his hands in everything. Like he, Kevin Costner Was such a control freak apparently on this film. He kicked off the composer and edited large chunks of the film himself. Oh, (laughs) wow. So basically, um, when the movie was finished, it was, I think the runtime was four hours. And then the studio hated it, said, no one's going to sit there and watch this thing. So, and this was after um, I think a director had walked out, like, or no, a writer had walked out. Kevin Costner was like, just, an absolute control freak and at the end of the day um ended up chopping it down to 2 hours and 15 minutes but i think along with that went a lot of like character development and pacing that would have kind of made this thing all the better you know mhm yeah okay yeah so i think what people like i think the the stuff people don't like about it i think is a direct result of there being just massive chunks of the film kind of missing
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting because, like, I I have actually never heard that, and I I I feel like the move I like I, I feel like I understand his character like quite well and what he was going for.
0: Hmm. Yeah, like, I, I actually it was funny rewatching it how like blunt and intense he is. Like he his character is like I don't know. I think unlikable might be the right word, but like he's um. He's just so raw, you know what I mean? Like the way he treats—he's yeah. the way he treats everybody in this film. Uh, the way he treats Helen and—and and what's the girl's name? Uh, is it Enola? Is that the girl? I can't remember. You want yeah. me to do a quick look up here? Sure, I'm pretty sure, but yeah, he's just like—I don't know—he's definitely a total weirdo, but. Um this movie is such an anomaly because for a movie that like bombed at the box office and got such a bad critical score to this day is like a major theme park attraction at universal studios. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I like, I I wonder that too. Like do they, do they just spend so much money on the sets that they're like, have to keep them around to try to recoup (laughs) their money back. I don't understand what's going on with that.
0: I think so. I think they just took like, big chunks of the set and just moved it over to Universal. Um yeah, and, yeah, and then just tried to make their money. They they shot it I, I think they shot it off the coast of Hawaii to try to like to, to pay less in tax and then ended up like adding like thirty five million dollars to like Hawaii's local economy because of it. <laughs> and um oh. yeah, this movie just sounds like a total nightmare to make. I think even Kevin Costner almost drowned at one point in time. Um oh, well it is a water world. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's his own fault. <laughs> and it's
1: Um Sorry, I can't find the name here. What is Helen? No, that's the older
0: Yeah, Helen's the Mom.
1: Helen's the Mom.
0: I'm pretty sure it's Enola. Pretty sure. Hmm. Uh yeah, you got it, Enola. Enola. So, the story of the movie is pretty pretty like standard sci-fi stuff. The world is water, but there might not there might be dry land somewhere, and Enola, the little girl, apparently has a map tattooed on her that is supposed to lead to dry land. And so, yeah. it's kind of this race against time. Um, As you have like these crazy bonkers like gangs, mm-hmm. like the smokers trying to get her and the slavers and there's mutants apparently. And hey, yeah, there's so much going on here. <laughs> yeah,
1: I like uh, I like when they reveal that Kevin Costner has gills and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and he's like a mutant because I was like, oh, this is badass. Like this makes so much sense why he can like swim underwater and why he's been surviving so long on his own yeah. and then uh i mean, i also like how he when he goes to like the whatever the shipwreck town is and they're like oh shit he has gills he's a mutant and they try to like um capture him and i was like this is very relatable to everything that's going on nowadays with racism and things and i'm like you know a movie for 1995 um still relatable
0: yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm still so grossed out by that gill scene where they show them behind his ears. Just something about that makes my skin crawl. Like I imagine like reaching back and touching gills behind my ear, and I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, that's so gross.
1: <laughs> what did What did you think when you were a child and were like when you were young and you saw the gills like behind his ears? Were you grossed out then too, or did you think they were cool?
0: I thought they were cool when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I would love to be able to breathe underwater. That was that's so sweet and yeah but now looking at it it just it, it something about it super like creeps me right out yeah i'm i'm still on the
1: the gill train here i would i would 100% take gills if i could yeah especially because i don't know how to swim so gills would come in handy
0: i didn't know that you don't know how to swim oh man yeah no, See, so you could I'm, be i'm too you, old to learn now you could become the mariner the Mariner? Who's the Mariner? Kevin Costner. He basically doesn't have oh. a name. His name is basically just Mariner.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. He's like his name is kind of like his occupation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes sense. He's uh he's very uh, tradesman like.
0: Very, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone was going into it expecting Kevin Costner to be like this heartthrobby kind of guy but he gave like this really like rugged like no nonsense kind of performance and everyone just wasn't ready for it you know which mm-hmm. is funny yeah. because if you watch like Mad Max Fury Road Tom Hardy did a very similar thing like very very similar and people were totally into it so it's kind of weird that it didn't work for Costner
1: yeah definitely i there it just must have been like time and like all the negative stigma about the movie and the budget and things like that that must have have, have affected this movie as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think because, so. Like,
1: yeah, just watching it now, like, it's just, you know, scenes, like, um, no CGI, obviously, 1995, but, like, it still holds up to this day, the scenes and everything.
0: Yeah, no CGI. Everything is practical. You have, like, pontoon planes pulling jet skis and like the most insane things you've ever seen and all of it's practical, all of it's real stunt people. And that just like, you know, you take that kind of stuff for granted, but when you watch this movie and how much stuff is happening in the background, like all the time, like Mm -hmm. not only are there like the stunts that are front and center, but like any of those big scenes on those big set pieces, if you look in like the, in like the background of the scene, like things are constantly moving and there's people flying off of stuff constantly. Like the scale is like the scale is unbelievable in this film for what it is.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: What'd you think of uh, the underwater city sequence?
1: Uh, I thought it was really cool. I watched the movie like uh, a few months back here Mm -hmm. and then um, I like completely forgot about the scene and then ended up watching it again. And it was just like, just thought it was so cool
0: mm-hmm. yeah the scale of everything again is just like huge yeah, like all these buildings submerged it really like the world building you know is so is so stinking cool like i i really want to get a hold of an extended cut of this film to mm. um to see like what else they do with some of these concepts um let's see Okay, can we like talk about his ship
1: for a little bit here? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and like how amazing that is. <laughs> you know what? On rewatching this film, um, there's so many shots of um, him or Helen or um, or Enola like. Pulling gears and twisting knobs and like ratcheting stuff and Yeah. You never really understand what any of it's doing. But like no. it's like you could do like a supercut. It's probably ten minutes of this film is them just like um, you know, operating the ship and it's yeah, it's yeah. so crazy. Like but everything's done with such conviction, like you, you really get the sense that they know like what they're mm-hmm. doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like um just the fact that he somehow managed to like create all these crazy like gizmos as well, like how he has the um what is it? Like the big air bubble pocket that he like <laughs> yeah. takes Helen like down to the ocean. Like I I he's just ahead of his time in this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny because everyone in this movie is kind of um, I don't want to say dumb, but just a little bit, you know. Yeah. Spent a little bit too much time in the sun. But then Kevin Costner's character, yeah, he really seems like like the opening shot of this film has him filtering his own piss and then drinking it again. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just the fact that he has the 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 foresight to, to build <laughs> to build that is like unbelievable yeah. to me. <laughs>
1: yeah or he could just be drinking his straight pee that's no 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 i'm pretty sure it is filtered. <laughs> he, he
0: puts it through all these filters and it doesn't do anything and he just drinks yeah. it anyway <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right that tastes right um i think the other character here it was kind of a little bit of ahead of his time is the old dude who makes the flying device uh what's oh, yeah. his name here yeah that... uh he is like because obviously like he seems to know what's up and what's going on, yeah, this yeah, he, he yeah, he had some cool inventions and whatnot,
0: mm-hmm um okay, uh, something I have written here was the smokers, so the smokers is the gang, um they're sort of the rival gang that's after that's also after the map, and they're led by uh Deacon. Played by Dennis uh, Hopper. Yeah. And, you know, they are the most likable, hilarious I was gonna say gang I've ever seen. <laughs> so true. Uh, the
1: guy the guy is just so polite. Like, the yeah. most polite villain like of <laughs> any movie I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I kept thinking, I was, I was saying to my wife, Bria, I was saying, you know what? Like, if I lived in Waterworld, I would for sure work for this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. he's, he's just too cool, and he's handing out cigarettes to everyone. They have like their like little road racing things. Um, their costumes are insane. There was one guy who had an entire costume made out of like uh, pop can rings. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was unbelievable. I was, and um, I, I love how uh, I love how uh, Deacon he gets the uh, fake eye like the eye patch but he keeps yeah. the fake eyebrow thing <laughs> that like sticks up out of the eye patch
1: yeah he's like oh man uh what was the i don't know if you want to talk about the last or the last scene when he has the girl in like the plane and she's like fighting him mm-hmm. and he's just like come on settle down now he <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was just like if that little if i was the <laughs> villain and that little girl was like um, being a brat or whatever, trying to get away. Like I, I don't know. I, I don't hit kids normally, but I, if in that situation, I'd probably hit a kid. Yeah,
0: I for the villain of our film, he's off. Like he's probably more likable than Kevin Costner's character. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like I want to see uh, a Deacon spinoff movie. That's just like the smokers. I don't know. Like partying down and trying to survive in water world. <laughs> yeah, like were they even that
1: bad? Um they that's, just wanted to find dry
0: land. That's the thing. That's the thing is like in a movie, like when you're when you're writing your um your antagonist, like you you need to make their goal clear and make it realistic, but Mm-hmm. They were no more they were no more evil than Kevin Costner was. <laughs> it yeah. was just they had a they had a larger budget, you know, they had more toys. It was so weird like watching this I thought, yeah. well, I guess they're bad cuz the movie says they're bad, but they seem like pretty fun guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: I you know what it is? It's like anyone who has gasoline and, like, can can fuel their, like, motorized equipment is automatically, like, evil. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Gasoline. They were a bunch of gas holes.
0: Yeah. Bunch of gas holes. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Kevin Costner had webbed feet, too. I forgot about that. Oh, okay.
1: That grossed me out a little bit. I won't lie about that.
0: Yeah. Webbed anything is just... I'm not into that. Generally speaking, webbed stuff. A little, a little spooky. Not into that. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I have oh, in my notes here. I have this written. This movie makes me want to smoke. <laughs> 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 from oh. from start to finish, it's just like like if you were a recovering smoker, this movie is such a trigger. Like there's <laughs> every scene has someone smoking or like multiple cigarettes at once, and like oh my gosh.
1: So. The first time I watched this movie, I had a few notes written down. Mm-hmm. I, I only have two things written down here. Okay. <laughs> the first one says, he can filter his pee, but he can't filter seawater. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> that was like my first thing I noticed <laughs> about there. It's like, come on. I have,
0: a, I have a few things like that. Um, okay, here's one. Um, do you remember the exploding sea dew that like just touched the wall of (laughs) it was like slowly drifting towards the wall and then just went up in like a mushroom cloud
1: oh which one is that is that in the first like the first battle scene yeah
0: in the very first battle scene there's this cdu that like gets uh, the guy gets taken off of it and the cdu just like drifts towards the wall and then just like has this horrendous explosion and i laughed so hard um what was the other note i have here um oh yeah okay In Kevin Costner's boat, they go through this crazy battle. All this stuff Mm -hmm. happens. And then there's a scene later on when Enola goes down into the... She goes down into like the... What's the bottom part of a ship called? Like the keep, the hold or whatever? Yeah. And sitting on the edge of the table is a box of crayons just standing upright. And for some reason, I was like... How the frick did that box of crayons stay standing during that whole battle? And then I was like, oh, <laughs> Kevin Costner's really good at sailing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, this movie movie is too good.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, um, this was so funny. This is one of those things where I caught myself being a critic and then realized how dumb I was. I, was, um, I remember the beginning of the movie when they established that Enola... She can't swim. Yeah. And I was watching this and I thought, what the frick? Like, who can't swim in Water World? This movie's so dumb. And then I realized that the whole thing was saying, well, the reason she can't swim is because she's from dry land. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I'm so dumb. (laughs) This is actually like trying to set something up. And (laughs) I had like my critic glasses on and I'm like, hmm, she can't swim in Water World. Interesting. Oh, I felt so dumb. Um that'd be that would be me if yeah. I was in Waterworld. <laughs> oh, I like I like the I really like the scene. Sorry, just this totally came out of nowhere, but I was thinking about that. The scene where he's actually teaching her how to swim. Um I thought that was a really cute scene, like a genuinely cute scene, um where Kevin Costner starts kind of softening up on Anola and like mm-hmm. is actually teaching her to swim. Uh and then he teaches her to I don't know, there's this really, Aaron, do you remember that really weird scene where, like, I think he's teaching her to fish, and then they blow up, like, straight up, like, blow up this massive fish? It's, like, a two-second shot of them just, like, annihilating this fish.
1: Is that when they're, like, we're hungry, and then he just jumps into the water and catches the fish? Yeah. Yeah. but It's so badass.
0: It's so, like he's like, oh, you're hungry. Okay. He like becomes human bait. And then like, they just didn't <laughs> And then the next scene, they're yeah. just like mowing down on raw fish meat. And I was like, holy shit. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, I really,
1: uh, I really like that scene as well. Um, I wish I could be just one day like fishing with like, family or friends, be like, oh, you're hungry? And jump into the ocean (laughs) or, like, into a lake and, like, jump out somehow with a fish in my mouth and be like, here you go.
0: Just like Aquaman or something?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that'd be, like... That should should essentially be, like, every man's dream to be, like, bait for a fish in order to catch it. Right. That's, like, ultimate man status there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, man, the cinematography in this movie is so insane, especially when you uh consider that the whole thing is like on the ocean like i don't mm-hmm. i don't know too much about filming on water but i can't imagine it's very easy and yeah i don't know how they got the camera like probably a lot of helicopter shots and stuff but like the film the cinematography is unbelievable in this film and like i know they had to work around like hurricanes and they had to work around lighting conditions and all that kind of stuff but it's super seamless, like it's really like it's really unbelievable the way this was shot definitely
1: um so I just have this movie playing in the background here mm-hmm. um, and one thing that I can't help notice is this, how comfortable his ship looks <laughs> yeah like it just <laughs> looks like the most comfortable thing ever like he's got water nets everywhere oh like this i I want to sail on this ship.
0: Yeah. That'd be amazing. It's so cool. It's got, yeah, because it's got like the two outer um, pontoons, right? And then the middle section. And then it's like netting in between. Yeah. Yeah. That's so insane.
1: Like, does anything even exist like this in current
0: day? It does, actually. It kind of does. Apparently, um, it was. I think the thing was built in France, and and a couple different versions were built. Um, there was like a a, a racing version, and then there was like a, a standard um version for like close up shots. So the racing version was for actually like doing their long distance shots and showing it in like the distance okay, and stuff. Yeah. And this is insane. Okay, apparently, um, this ship could surpass thirty knots, which is like fifty six kilometers an hour. 35 miles per hour. So it's, I mean, it's not as fast as maybe it's portrayed on the screen, but that's still pretty decent for something that was pretty much built for the screen. Like that's, yeah, that's not bad at all. No, no, not bad at all. Uh, What did you think of
1: Helen and her like seducing him scene?
0: (laughs) Well, part of it was like, it, part of it was like super awkward like crazy awkward but yeah. at the same time it was kind of like that world building of like this is how she kind of is used to having to deal with these weird castaway types so I was like I don't know yeah. I remember when I was a kid like that, that was one of my because we watched this in the theater I, I remember that was one of my first like very first like experiences as a kid with like female nudity on film and I was like oh my god <laughs> how do I feel? <laughs> so
1: yeah. Well, how about you? Um. Well, what the th- the thing that I liked about it is because you never really get a um, like it, when the movie starts. You never really know whether Kevin Costner character his character is good or bad. Yeah. And that's like when you first kind of see that he is like a normal guy. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of like what I've gotten from the uh, from the whole like scene there. Mm. Uh, cause, because then I'm like, okay, like this guy's obviously like a good dude. He's not like, just doesn't want to bang anyone. Um, he has some morals. So yeah, that's what I thought. I can't think of, I don't remember what I would have thought when I was younger. I might have changed the channel just in case my parents were around or something <laughs> like that. But, yeah, because you don't um, really know where yeah. it's going to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but def- definitely, I liked it because that yeah, you see a glimpse of like how he's a good character.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. One of my notes here. I actually, I actually went and checked this online because I thought it was him, but wasn't sure. Um, Aaron, did you know that Jack Black plays one of the smoker plane pilots? What? <laughs> yeah. There's this really. There's a couple of shots of um, Jack Black flying one of those planes. So he's actually in Waterworld.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. I feel like Jackbox always, in like, in his early career, was in a ton of random stuff.
0: He was in everything.
1: <laughs> like, I, ne- I never realized that was him in Mars Attack either. Right. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, we should do Mars Attacks. But Actually, I think people generally yeah. like Mars Attacks.
1: Well, Mars Attack is more of, like, a cult following than it is, like, an actual... Mm. movie that people like it's not like an actual hated movie though
0: yeah that's true yeah oh another thing about that Bard city um so apparently it was constructed with no bathrooms so (laughs) every time a member of the crew had to use the can they would have to ferry them back to the island in order to use the bathroom so Yeah. Sorry. I just said that in my notes. That's like how crazy the the production of this movie was.
1: (laughs) Why would they need a bathroom? They're on the ocean. The ocean is their toilet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's on them. Okay. Question for you. If this movie came out today, how do you think people would receive it? Oh, I don't
1: know. With the whole, are we saying that there's going to be like a scandal around the uh,
0: budget and stuff like that, or? Oh, I see. I see. Um, I think that's all going to determine. Let's say, let's say that it got redone like Mad Max Fury Road style, with like took it dead seriously, um, and just went for it. And yeah, didn't didn't have the same. didn't have the same problems. Do you think this movie would be a box office hit? Uh, I'm gonna say, like, I don't think it would bomb,
1: but I don't think it would be as good as this one. Like, if they did a remake, yeah. Um, obviously, the remake remakes are always like they're almost never as good as uh, the originals. Sorry, was that your question? If they did a remake, or are you saying if it was just to come out like in this time?
0: Well, I think if it just came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, that's tough to say. I think it would be
0: a hit. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. Do, who would you Who would you want to see play the Mariner in like a twenty twenty release? Can I say Tom Hardy? <laughs> 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 no. Yeah, you can. I mean, <laughs> no, no, no,
1: I know that's that's too easy. Um. Oh, that's a good question.
0: Oh, I don't know. Who would you do? I was thinking. Uh, I thought Josh Brolin would be awesome as a Mariner-style character. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he's got like the that morally gray kind of look to him. I just recently saw I wa- I recently rewatched uh, No Country for Old Men a while back. Yeah, and just was like a, just once again blown away by like the kind of characters he plays. And I was like, yeah. man, he would be a dope Mariner.
1: <laughs> uh, what about Keanu Reeves? Oh,
0: that would be an interesting choice.
1: Yeah, I think that's what my choice would be.
0: Oh yeah, because he kinda passes more of like like the outcasty kinda, you know.
1: Yeah, like brooding kind of loner type of guy.
0: Yeah. That would make sense. Man.
1: Okay. Who would you pick as the bad guy then? What was his name again?
0: Uh, uh as Deacon? Deacon, yes. <laughs> oh that's so hard because they have to be just like um they they have to be just like oozing that charisma you know they have to be super likable for it to work like that again um gosh that's so hard um you want to know what i was thinking yeah yeah i do i do i'm still thinking yeah
1: matthew mcconaughey
0: oh my gosh (laughs)
1: Like uh, I just feel like because wait. like if he if he had <laughs> to border between like dislike and likeable that's like the perfect person for that role. Doesn't
0: doesn't he do that role in that Reign of Fire movie, that dragon film? Did you ever see that with Yeah, that, essentially. Yeah, it's kind of like that. He could do it. Yeah, oh he would gosh. he would
1: definitely be a good role for the bad guy. Yeah. Um I just watched that uh What's that movie with him and Idris Alba in a Dark Tower?
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh
1: I, I I like actually enjoyed him as a villain. He just seemed so like menacing. Yeah, he was good in that. He was
0: legitimately good in that. Yeah, I'm sold. Matthew McConaughey. I can just imagine him with the eye patch <laughs> and the, the weird shit coming out of it. And
1: <laughs> yeah, just being so polite to the girl.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey! Hey! Now, now come on! Now, <laughs> now, settle down! Now, now, settle down! I need your I need that that back tattoo. Uh,
1: yeah, exactly like that. Oh, so good.
0: Okay, Aaron, here's here's uh, I'm gonna run some trivia by you. Um, uh, you tell me if this is true or false. Okay. Okay. Kevin Costner demanded that the visual effects crew hide his receding hairline digitally which is not a cheap thing to do in 1995. True or false?
1: Oh, I feel like that's true given all the history you just gave me on it.
0: <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay, true or false? Kevin Costner personally invested $22 million of his own money into this film.
1: Oh, I think that's true. I think I've actually heard that before.
0: That is also true. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. This is, this one's good. Um. Samuel L. Jackson turned down the role of the deacon in order to be in Die Hard with a Vengeance in 1995. True or false? Oh, I, I think that's false. It's true. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it man, is... if he played
1: like Samuel L. Jackson, like Snakes on a Plane, Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> Can you as imagine? the deacon,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we need to get to dry land.
1: <laughs> what are you doing, girl? <laughs> <It's> like...
0: <laughs> okay, so Keanu Reeves opposite Samuel L. Jackson. No. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> And you know what? He looks good with an eye patch. He's got that going for him.
0: That's true. He's he's by this point he's accustomed to wearing an eye patch. That is for sure. So, man, there's you know there's some goofy stuff in this movie. A hundred percent. There's some goofy stuff. There's you know there's some silly things that happen. But at the core of it, nineteen ninety five. What was more entertaining than this? Like this is some crazy stuff to appear on screen for the time. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I I Aaron, why do you think like people crapped all over this film when it came out?
1: Oh, like I said, I think it was just uh the whole fact that there was so much drama surrounding the like the making of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I but
1: would... at at the same time, I feel like that doesn't justify when the movie actually came out because it's like I like think it's like a visually stunning like great movie.
0: Yeah, I it's really interesting. I I did a little bit of digging on this. And found out, like, when, I guess Waterworld was one of the very first movies where, like, the pre-production and everything was, like, being reported on and was being, like, publicized and stuff. Like, before then, movies were kind of a mystery box. They kind of just, like, showed up on screen. Oh, okay. But for some reason, Waterworld was, like... All of the setbacks and and everything was being made so public. Like, but it feels like by the time people actually sat down in the seats to watch it, they already like made their mind up about it and never really gave it a chance. Because, like, I don't know. It's like all the action is like top notch action, even by today's standards, and all of the silly stuff is like so amusing that you usually laugh anyway. So it's like. Man, what's more entertaining than Waterworld? I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know you know the other thing that I noticed what's is that? whenever I whenever I talk to people about Waterworld, generally they're like 40 and above, that hate the movie, like absolutely despise it. So I like, I think that could be something to do with it as well. That like, because it was like the older people that were hearing all the news and stuff, right? Yeah. Whereas young guys were just like, whoa, a cool movie, like set in in a water world. This is awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like imagine, imagine being a studio exec, you know, and hearing that they want to do a Mad Max style movie, but on water. And it's like, sweet. Okay. That's that sounds really cool. Let's do it, you know? Like I I still feel like that movie would have gotten made. The weird thing though, the thing that I've never been able to wrap my head around is like usually when a movie doesn't do well at the box office or like flops, like usually the studio will try to like bury it and pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, but instead, this is a major part of Universal Studios, like a huge yeah. major part of it. And to put it in perspective, like the only other rides there are like Jurassic Park or like um what else is there? You have like the Mummy ride, you have a Transformers ride, like these huge properties with multiple sequels, and then you got little Waterworld sitting there.
1: Yeah. Don't they, um, don't they have like stunts or like people that go through the set too? I I've never actually been, but
0: you've been right. I've been, I didn't watch the show. The show was down when we were there, but yeah, they have, they have like planes, like they have a prop plane that like flies over the wall. They have people jumping from like, I I can't remember the height, but like a crazy height and all these skidoo or CD rather, uh, stunts and stuff. So yeah, there's a lot going on.
1: Um yeah, like it doesn't make any sense to me either. Um, I looked up uh movies that came out in uh 1995. Do you wanna know some that like Ooh. Waterworld was competing with?
0: Yeah, definitely. What do we got?
1: Okay, so we got I'll I'll just name a few of like the big ones here. We got Toy Story.
0: Okay, that's insane.
1: <laughs> uh Braveheart. <laughs> wow. Uh GoldenEye.
0: What, that was ninety five?
1: Yeah, it's, like, making me feel real old right now. Um, what else here? Pocahontas? Oh, my. Oh, wait. Yeah, Pocahontas came out that time.
0: I thought Pocahontas was older than that for some reason.
1: Uh, Batman Forever? Wow. (laughs) Um... Oh, Judge Dredd came out, like the original one with Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) We should do that on this
0: show. (laughs) I would be down for that. I haven't
1: seen that movie in years. Oh,
0: my God. We should definitely do that on this show at some point in time. Uh, Oh, Dangerous
1: (laughs) Minds. I remember watching that. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Goofy movie. Oh, yeah. Love that movie.
0: Oh, I literally rewatched that last summer. Love the Goofy movie. Oh, Jumanji. That's the original. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, so... So it? it was in some like pretty big company here. That's so Oh, Apollo thirteen? I missed that one too. Apollo thirteen? Yeah. yeah, there's like there's even more that I'm listing that like everyone would know, like Billy Madison, Bad Boys, Twelve Monkeys, Tommy Boy, like um Usual Suspects, Friday, uh Die Hard with Avengers. The first one came out then too. Right. Yeah, so it it's in some like pretty big company there.
0: Gosh, I don't understand. This is this is the same theme park that had like a Terminator 2 ride and like, you know, Jurassic Park and The Walking Dead. Like what is Waterworld doing there? You know, like it's, it's yeah. so bizarre. If anyone um I don't know. Once we get this podcast going and stuff, if anyone has yeah. an answer to this, I would love to hear it because it's just...
1: Yeah. We need an executive from uh, Universal
0: Studios <laughs> to fill in the blanks Was, Are they still paying it off? Is that is that what it is? Like in 2018? It's got to be paid off. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> we're still paying out like the... Uh, they're still paying out insurance claims and all the injured stuntmen and stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much more to say. I mean, the music's great. We didn't really touch on the music, but the score is terrific. Um, yeah. Which is funny because Kevin Costner fired the original composer because he thought the music was too tribal or something. And so. Um,
1: Doesn't Kevin Costner have a band?
0: Oh, interesting. I don't know, actually. I swear he does. I have to look this up. Okay, look this up. I think James Newton Howard did the music for this and James Newton Howard, as far as Hollywood composing goes, is an absolute legend. Um, he's done so much. Let me see if I can pull up some other stuff he's done. Where is the, uh, okay. He has
1: a band. It's called Kevin Costner and modern West. So his name's in the uh, band. <laughs> yeah. So and so yeah. So he he is a musician. So you can he can at least add that to like not being a wow. a total diva and just
0: firing someone. Wow. Who do you think? Okay. Can you imagine like a celebrity battle of the bands that had like Johnny Depp's band, Keanu Reeves' band, Steven Seagal's band, and and like yeah. <laughs> Kevin Costner's band? All like. Yeah. <laughs> All competing,
1: yeah. Um, is Thirty Seconds to Mars in this?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. They would be too. Jared 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 Leto. Leto's band, yeah, yeah.
1: Because they probably would take it, in my opinion. But that's just my like choice
0: of music. Okay, so and I
1: haven't heard anyone else either. So
0: yeah, just a few of the films that James Newton Howard had a hand in, uh, would be. He composed King Kong, Batman Begins, uh, Fantastic Beasts. Um, what oh, else wow. has he done recently? He did Detroit. Like, he's still working today. So he's like. And he got fired? No, he's who got hired on. Oh, I believe okay. the original guy that got fired was Mark Isham, who did uh, Blade, Time Cop, Black Dahlia, and a bunch of random stuff I'd actually never oh, heard of before. God. So, yeah, that guy was out. I'll be damned it's the gentleman guppy you know he's like a turd that won't flush I want the girl you know I thought you were stupid friend but I underestimated you you were a total freaking retard. <laughs>
1: Um, I think probably maybe one of the last things we should talk about here is the very like the last couple of scenes where they're on the like big oil tanker ship and um, Mm -hmm. and the uh, whenever they find the actual island here Uh, a couple things I thought well one of the things watching it again I was like. Isn't that like a crude oil ship and not like, so like, yeah. are they burning crude oil in like in the, in, um, their CDs and stuff? Yeah. I,
0: I think they are. Does that work? You know what? I don't think so. (laughs) Like, I don't know.
1: Maybe they have a way to refine it, but like that, that, that's probably my only thing I would have liked them to touch a little bit more on.
0: Here's what they do, Aaron. They drink the crude oil and then they pee it out through a filtration Mm. system into their gas tanks. That makes sense. (laughs)
1: They, they, you know, why not? Why not? I mean, if uh, (laughs) Kevin Costner can evolve and have gills, why can't humans evolve to filtering crude oil into gasoline, right? Yeah, this is Waterworld after all. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is like that I really liked about this end sequences is, is when he like shoots the harpoon and then um, and he like zip lines down to where the plane is like about to take off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that and was so cool.
1: I just remember... I just remember thinking that that zip line's not tight enough for him to to uh, to like slide out. And then he pushes the like pallet of stuff over and it gets really tight. And I was like, this man's a genius. <laughs> like He's such See, a genius.
0: This movie does that to you. I'm telling you, you try to punch yeah. holes in it and then it just proves you wrong. You're yeah. like, that's not, that's silly. And then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause I, I,
1: it's exactly what you say. I always try to like pick up, like, I'll try to pick apart a movie or like see the flaw logic in it and stuff. And like, for the most part, this movie does like a really good job of like answering your questions or making sense of things. Yeah, it really does. Um, I also like, uh, sorry, what was her name? Ebola
0: sure no i know <laughs> yeah, we'll enola. Call her, enola we'll call her enola whatever <laughs>
1: <You both. laughs> uh whatever uh, she's like he's gonna kick your ass or yeah. like he's <laughs> gonna come after you i also really like that and like she was so sassy the best time but the best was uh what's his name um deacon was just like no he's not he's not
0: coming for you. Like he has nothing yeah. to say. It's just like, no, that's not true. He has no comeback. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. She was super charming. She did a really good performance. hmm. <laughs> he's, good. he's going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh,
1: and then obviously like that whole sequence of like fighting scene and everything that went on, on that like oil tanker ship was just like amazing and stunning.
0: Yeah. There was Yeah, the body count was insane. I I feel like pretty much everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that whole scene was insane. Like the scale, this there's, there's these really cool wide angle shots that just show off the set and how big it is, you know? Like when Kevin Costner's kind of standing off against everybody, it's it's pretty ridiculous like how how big that tanker is. Mhm. Definitely. Like the, they could have used trick photography, they could have used a miniature, they could have done a bunch of different stuff, but they actually just like shot on it. Like yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah.
1: Oh, the other thing that I liked about the movie is when the the old dude who like makes the airship and stuff, and he's like, I can't read this map. And Kevin Coser's like, it's upside down. And <laughs> he's just like,
0: oh doy. <laughs> You're just
1: like you think that would be, like, something that you would do to, like, figure out something? Like, maybe I should reverse these or maybe I should look at this like, I don't
0: know. I, I can't read was, this, map.
1: Oh, yeah. my gosh. I That's
0: that was, so good.
1: And then, yes. like, and when they're climbing back in the airship, he like pulls the girl up, pulls the girl into the airship. But then her, he like pulls his shirt like all the way up her back. It's like the yeah. weirdest sequence of a scene. And then it's, they're like looking at the tattoo like from the right way it's supposed to be looking. He's like, oh yeah, okay, this makes sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, the entire movie, I was trying to decide if the currency, like the money in the film was called slits or if it was called, um, what was the other thing they called it?
1: Chits? No. Chits. Is it chits Chits.
0: or slits? Because I heard two different, I heard chits at one point and I thought I heard slits at another point and then I couldn't decide which one was right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to try to find it. Okay. And what was the other thing? Yeah, you know what? I feel like in Waterworld, it would be really easy to avoid other people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny in this movie how often people end up sneaking up on one another in a world where like there's like boundless horizons.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Um, I thought that when they actually reach the land
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he starts to freak out a little bit about like, <laughs> being on dry line, I thought that was like, such a good way to end the movie Mm -hmm. instead of it just being like the happy ending. He becomes like Ebola's new dad and like, (laughs) (laughs) and like, you know, the whatever lover of, uh, Helen. Um, Yeah. But like he returns to the ocean in true, like loner nomad water world fashion.
0: Way more about us. Yeah. Super fitting end to his character. And he's still out there, and he's still out there somewhere. So yeah,
1: you know. I I like to believe that. Just to that that was the other thing that I like to say about any movie you watch, you need to watch it as if you're like living in that universe. So mm-hmm. whatever like the water world is, because then if you if you kind of have that mind when you watch a movie, like things makes the, like tend to make a bit more sense.
0: They do, they do. And for two hours and however long, I
1: felt like I lived on
0: Waterworld. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm always like, I need to go out and learn how to uh, swim now.
0: Yeah. After watching this, I was legitimately telling my wife, I really think I should try sailing lessons. Like, I think this looks like fun.
1: <laughs> oh, I would be down to try sailing lessons. That Wouldn't would be, that be amazing. Fun? We could just yeah. like, I just hope there's like gadgets though that we can like, fiddle with and like spin a crank and stuff and it won't do anything
0: but we'll just like feel cool doing it it's a prop but you just wail on it and crank it go 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 yeah oh what
1: what one of the other cool things like i have to touch on this was his like little um kind of like uh what are those things called hourglasses but he like puts the beads in and they come out like slowly for a time like that are timed on a ship do you know what i'm talking oh, about? oh yeah yeah that thing
0: yeah that thing was cool yeah yeah i thought
1: that was like really like really i mean i'm sure it wasn't an actual like machine that did anything but it was a cool idea
0: yeah that'd be sweet that'd be a cool like prop replica to get or something
1: yeah just like instead of an um an hourglass you have this little thing that just drops uh mm-hmm. little beads through I also um, it liked, was
0: chits I liked his little plants too I liked his little pet yeah. plant that was cute yeah
1: um uh, so it from what I've seen here chits
0: chits chits is what it's called okay maybe slits yeah. was something different yeah who knows for all i know that was someone's name i don't know this movie's yeah, kind of yeah. crazy <laughs> <laughs> chits okay so the currency be- it became chits
1: yeah I um, mean, i have one question for you sure what is the whole thing around um uh oh i want to call her ebola enola uh with the the tattoo on her back like because this is the one thing that maybe i missed it but like were her parents originally on the like land and then they like tattooed her and sent her out because she has memories of like horses and like all this stuff right so she couldn't have been that young when she left the uh island but she's like already super young
0: in the movie this is the thing, man. We gotta watch that uh, that extended Blu-ray cut that just dropped. Oh yeah. Because I'm wondering that too. I think, my my yeah. I think I like to think that maybe they put that tattoo on her back so she could find her way home if she ever like left. But then like things went down. That was kind of yeah. my thought, but I don't know. You get back.
1: Well, maybe it's just like the whole m- movie industry because like when you when when you get when they get back to the island. It's like, are those supposed to be her parents, the bone, the skeletons of her parents, like just laying on a bed there together?
0: Yeah, I think so. Which, like, which uh, you're
1: just like, I don't think that's that's how it works. Like, where it's just like too like perfectly scene, clean.
0: I know. It's like a scene you'd come across in like a Fallout game. You just like open up, yeah. you know, a hut and it'd be like a couple of skeletons just hugging each other. <laughs> it's it's the same kind of plot hole that they created in uh, Star Wars episode 3. Uh, No, yeah, in Star Wars Episode 3, because in the original trilogy, Leia says that she remembered her mom, but she died when she was very young, but then in Episode 3, she dies during childbirth and you're like, so is it Force memories? Like, how old was she? Hmm." It's the same kind of thing where you're like, I don't know if she was... Yeah. Yeah, she definitely, Ebola definitely seems like she doesn't remember like, them specifically in a sense, but remembers horses yeah. in her drawings because they're cool little drawings and stuff. So I don't know. That's interesting. We'll have to revisit this when we watch the extended cut.
1: Yeah, we'll have a part two extended (laughs) cut fill in (laughs) all the missing holes. (laughs) I seriously hope it's like it's an actual four-hour long movie.
0: I think it has to be, wouldn't it? Like there's so much going on. Yeah, think of
1: how many ship scenes of him just doing random stuff on the ship there are.
0: Oh, man, there must have been hours of B-roll of him just dicking around and doing somersaults (laughs) on his little ship. He he does somersaults to move around on his ship all the time. It's so fun.
1: (laughs) Well, that's how he stays in shape and fit.
0: (laughs) Just somersaults somersaults his way around his little pontoon boat. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, one last thing I had written here. One of the things I got a kick out of was when the smokers are assaulting that city, they have all these different flag signals that they mm-hmm. use and they seem like they're for like really specific things. Like when they wave a certain flag, the gunner like does a certain thing, <laughs> but it seemed weird to me that they had a specific flag motion to signal him to shoot down that balloon. And I just yeah. thought, how often does this happen that there's a flag for that? Yeah. I was so confused. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have no idea. <laughs> wave the balloon shooting flag. So, Aaron, closing thoughts on Waterworld. Uh,
1: overall, I enjoyed this movie quite a bit. Thought it was really cool. I, I feel like I got what they were trying to accomplish in this movie. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's why I think I, like, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, I would want to see a Waterworld Part 2 where mm-hmm. he comes back and uh, searches for Ebola and tries to, <laughs> uh, like love her i guess but like the thing is is he would have to be like young and like completely because of whatever his mutation is
0: right it
1: just keeps him young and like she would be grown up so it wouldn't be weird
0: and you could have like mutant gangs that are kind of gross oh yeah totally and like like gills in their eyes and stuff
1: somewhere out there is like a deacon's son and it's matthew mcconaughey oh my god
0: (laughs) yeah Oh, it could work. It writes itself. I mean, and obviously <laughs> Universal still cares about it. They still have the property or else they wouldn't have the that as part of their park. So,
1: yeah. Also, whenever the we get the uh high up um Universal executive to explain why they still have uh Waterworld as one of their main attractions, you should also consider us for writing a movie because we'd be amazing.
0: I think so. I really think so. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, um, give Waterworld a chance. I that's yep. all I can really say. Give it a chance, turn your brain off and you know, pretend it's 1995 and watch this crazy ass film. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I give it two thumbs up because I only have two, and I would give it more if I had more thumbs. <laughs> but you're not a mutant, so <laughs> Not not yet. I give it I I also give it two webbed thumbs up. <laughs> oh dang. I am...
1: Yes, definitely. Two and all my web toes. <laughs> why do you think... Wait, now this has got me wondering. Why do you think he had webbed toes and not webbed hands? I guess you didn't evolve that far.
0: Yeah, I think he was like uh, the missing link between i don't know we'll find out in water world too what yeah the he's gonna be gen. a
1: full-on just a fish <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's just gonna be a talking fish Just yes, that mahi mahi
1: like <laughs> swimming around with arms and a leg <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> well aaron nothing's free in water world <laughs> nothing nothing all right well thanks so much for joining us today this is uh This is a brand new podcast for us, but we hope you liked it. And uh, yeah, feel free to subscribe to this podcast and we'll try to bring you more in defense of movies. Take care, guys.